Welcome everybody to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. It is day eight of GE twenty twenty, and uh, second last day, right? Sec- day before cooling, no cooling. Yeah, cooling day. Tomorrow's cooling day, right? Tomorrow's cooling off day, right? Yeah, tomorrow's yeah. cooling off day. So Thursday. cooling off day means there's no more walkabouts, no more nothing, and the pot- and the candidates can actually just maybe sleep for a bit, lah, right? Yeah, basically no no postings, no nothing lah. No no. Oh yeah, they can't no even post uh. Yeah, yeah. You're not bad or not. Got, got someone gonna fuck it up and post something and then cause a whole kerfuffle again. Something confirm. will happen now. I mean, the the the, yeah, the thing they say is that it's unfair because the incumbent will have news reporters writing about them, and mm. uh, even just writing about government policies. That in a way is they they say it could is equivalent to campaigning lah. But it is what it is. Those are the rules of the game. Don't Plus, hate the player, I, hate the game. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, la, that's what the majority will always say, what? Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what the majority. No, but like the last election also, there was some PAP candidate who flouted the laws. I can't remember who. I think it was someone quite prominent. Mm. But but yeah, la, it's one of the things that... I oh, thought okay, it was something sorry. about fabrications of the PAP or something like that, that page. That has since been taken down in the last couple of weeks by Facebook. Uh. I'm, not sure, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so don't quote me on that. But uh, if you... Yeah, if you've realized that the very pro PAP, pro establishment page, fabrications against the PAP FAP, has uh, been quiet, it's because they've been taken down by Facebook uh, for having yeah. fake admin accounts for the longest time. Okay, so so I just uh, Google like in 2015 the elections department, which is ELD, named the the People's Action Party, People's Power Party, and Reform Party as being. Uh, uh, guilty of advertising posts on Twitter and Facebook, lah. Mm, okay, yeah. Okay. So and it was fucking like Vivian B. Vivian oh. B's Facebook and Twitter accounts were updated in a post just before two a.m. He described his day of campaigning in a GRC, GRC's cashew ward, and then he said uh, his cooling day off, cooling off day posts were an automatic repeat of a Facebook post he had originally uploaded. So yet another example of the 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 rules bending a little bit, lah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the yeah, whole, so to me, the whole point of cooling off day is is kind of is kind of stupid as well. So I actually <laughs> like if they have to bend the yeah, rules yeah. to allow this kind of thing to happen. I mean, it's just it's what like, it is, lah. It's like you go to a music festival or something. You drink, 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 drink. Then the final day, like no fucking drinks. Yeah. Better eat healthy. Yeah. Alright, you sleep seven hours. <laughs> you see, just everyone like fucking in cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it Comfort, takes the. Yeah. Takes the fun and the emotion out of, of yeah. voting, la, if <laughs> No, maybe it's almost a test, la. You know, you you give them dopamine hits, dopamine hits, dopamine hits. Then suddenly you cut it off, and you see how people react, la. Yeah, So yeah. confirm tomorrow there'll be something. We'll still do a podcast tomorrow morning. Yep. Uh, who knows what the fuck is going to happen today? Mm. And then uh, we'll do another podcast on the day after the results are announced, la. Yeah, because uh, so, the results probably. I think the results will start trickling in from like eight plus to nine p.m. onwards, and uh, it could go uh, till late in the night. So I think we also try to give ourselves a bit of uh, time and space to to cool to off, cool off, <laughs> to, <laughs> to cool off cool after off. the results, uh, and then after that, give uh, our take on it, lah. After that, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. So I guess okay, like like honestly, in your opinion, are you looking forward to the end of elections? Uh, and not because I I'm not uh enjoying the process. I think this is part of the democratic process, but but I think I I feel like like we mentioned uh, this. Election has taken a much uh, darker turn in the last couple of days. That makes me, yeah, yeah it just makes me feel like we have much more deep-rooted uh, problems that need solving that cannot be solved in just you know voting like that, lah. You know. 
Really? You think it can't be solved? Okay, I agree voting can't solve it, but I mean, for me, my similar heaviness is also not so much like, oh, fuck, we have these problems that can't be solved. It's just like, yeah, at the start, I will honestly say I was excited. And I think I mentioned mm. this on the previous podcast. Mm. But then now it feels like, wow, fuck, yeah, the problems are so deep-rooted and it's not even being confronted head on. And you see constant inconsistencies here and there. Yeah. Which sometimes I feel like, fuck, is it going to change anything? Is it not going to change anything if we vote? Which is actually the topic of our... Our main, our at the core of our main topic today, lah. Yeah, right? yeah. Because as oh, we as we yeah. as we're ambling towards uh, voting day, I think yeah. it's important to even before cooling off day, la, to really start, you know, maybe thinking a bit more about what your own philosophy of voting is, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and before we get to that, our our own rally for for growing our podcast. Uh, I think yesterday we had our highest number of downloads in a single mm. day, which was great. So thank yeah. you all so much. Um, and yeah, if you're finding this useful, uh, or if you disagree or agree, or if you just feel someone else could have their thoughts changed or tweaked uh, after listening to our podcast, please do share it with them. Yeah, and uh, I think we are, uh, we mentioned before this that we would try to get guests onto our podcast, lah. But yeah. uh, it looks less and less likely day by day. And can you sort of just give people a reason why? Because I think some people did ask, you know, why don't we have guests to talk about yeah. a lot of these things that we're talking about on the podcast? Yeah, so, and I mean, even in recent days, we've seen uh, personalities like uh, Pretty Please. Uh, from what I know, she interviewed Dr. Tambia, Tan Cheng Bok, uh, and Chi Sun Juan. Last night, uh, Fakafaz uh, interviewed uh, Chan, uh, Chi Sun Juan on his podcast. And mm. for us, if we were going to get political candidates, it just felt like if we get one over the other, then, I mean, to me, that doesn't really, um, it's not it's not the best way to do it. And also them being political candidates, how how raw will they actually get? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so so that's where I was like, I, I mean, we, we, we did talk about getting some of the more uh, uh vocal commentators who are posting a lot of videos and thoughts and we did reach out to them but I think they themselves are so uh, busy with churning out their own content like uh, Sudir TV, Bertha Hansen yeah, yeah. so so we appreciate their, their responses that we might catch up with them after the election who knows mm. but that was where I was coming from yeah I think also uh, just in the last couple of days just seeing the number of police reports being filed against people who who just commented on the whole Raisha Khan issue as well no, not saying that it's, it's silenced anyone, but probably it, it might have turned people off from like, like being being so forward with their thoughts, uh, And and like 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 what Harish is saying, uh, maybe it's worth re-examining this after having a bit of time after the election to think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, it's just a it's just a <laughs> intense period for anyone who's trying to create political content. I mean, mm. for me, it's almost. I would I wouldn't say it's soul crushing, but it almost felt like wow, fuck. At the start, it just it just that descent la. So so today the main topic we are going to be talking about was kind of inspired by I guess what everyone is experiencing now, mm. uh, and anchored in a single post by by Straight Times la. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so okay. So so right now, just to give some context of where I'm coming from is like I I always feel like okay, I have my perspectives kind of sorted out. Then I'll read some article that offers a differing opinion and I'm like, oh fuck, okay, he makes sense. You know what? Okay, I agree. Then I read yeah. another article that's opposite and I'm like, oh shit, that makes sense. Now I agree. And by the end of every day, I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, certain certain things hold true. Like, and I think I got some feedback uh, that in a previous podcast, it sounded like I was against WP, uh, WP's Raisha Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, maybe I'll just clarify that if I had a chance to to vote for her, I would. 
because mm. I think we all want diversity in parliament, right? Uh, and she represents a diverse voice. La. I think some of the stuff she might believe, I don't agree, but that's the point. La. So, mm. so even then me trying to explain something was uh, could come across as something else, which also makes me think, what the hell do I believe now? Mm, mm. So but basically, where, you are very lost, lost, confused. I'm a lost, sheep, confused <laughs> sheep. Yeah. That waiting needs for, guidance. Yeah, you're waiting for guidance from a wise man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just in. eating tidbits as they fall in front of me and like, ooh, yes, this tastes so nice. Ooh, then ooh, yeah. this is different, but this tastes so nice. Yeah. But what was the, art, what you were saying that there was the article that was anchoring what No, but d- what about, about your context? Where, where are you at? Or are you like fucking set politically? You know, you know no. what you want, man. No, 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 I'm not. I feel like this election, compared to previous elections, I'm much uh, less decided on what exactly I want to to vote for lah, because I mean, I think it's not just about voting for a party or, or what, but it's just in in essence of just thinking about what your vote, uh, why why you are voting for something, you know. That, that I think that's important to square with yourself lah. And, yeah, and, and is it because of uh something that the party brings, or, or are you voting for more, you know, a bigger philosophical reason? Like I think previous elections, um, there were at least I think in twenty eleven or or twenty fifteen, I made it a point. Okay, I want to vote. Uh, for more voices in parliament, uh. and yeah, and that was like uh, so. I told myself, regardless of the quality of the candidate running in my area, uh, just as a, just as a counterpoint, support, uh. yeah, just yeah. as a show of support, so that the numbers look better. Everything, I'm just going to vote for opposition uh, because I do want more voices, in, uh, more diverse voices in parliament. So, so that was like, it was quite clear for me, lah, right? Mm. Uh, but now I think like given it's you know COVID nineteen and and. And yeah, you know, we're, we're at the age where like uh, all the stuff like financial security and all that are bigger questions. Uh. So you have to think a bit more carefully about uh, why you're voting for something. Uh. Like does voting for more opposition voices really bring you uh, better ideas and, and, and a better a better bread and butter situation for yourself? That's something you, you, you have to think for yourself as well. Uh. Yeah, and I think as much as we might sound, I would say, yeah, but by and large, we lean more left. And um, I think with every piece of content out there, and like some people who wouldn't even call themselves commentators, they're posting some very thoughtful pieces. Like I think the most important thing is for you as a listener to decide for yourself, but ground it in as much info as possible. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we try and do on this podcast. Like we are very admittedly kind of like lost right now. We're just two fucking lost sheep just trying to find our, our some some herd that, that accepts us and who has philosophies that we believe in. But yeah. it's not the easiest thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I'll also add one more thing that, that this election I've been thinking more about is that uh, that basically, I think in 2011 or 2015, I was also really angry with how mainstream media was seemed to be covering the opposition as opposed to covering uh, the incumbent. Uh, mm. Whereas nowadays, I actually don't even see mainstream media as like, mainstream really I see it more as almost like this bullshit la, lousy writing oh, yeah. propaganda <laughs> I go straight to mothership I go straight to online sources for my news you know I open Facebook and, and I rather I rather read other sources for my news rather than go to Straits Times or, or what really yeah. so, so in that sense I don't have the anger towards them because oh, yeah. I know as much you as you see them as part yeah, of yeah I see them as they poor thing also <laughs> la. they also have to juggle they're trying to keep their jobs they're trying to keep alive you know and they just have to toe the line la. of course when so they, they, it, it does go to ugly territory but I think we've had this discussion before where I'm like Harish it's the fucking Straits Times you know don't 
get over yeah. it. Yeah, I've said that kind of thing before, lah. So, uh, yeah, lah. I think that's one very different, my different aspect. Uh, think it's a different thinking that I have in this election. Cause, yeah, I used to be get so angry when the headlines when juxtaposed between Straits Times and other online publications about the same issues. I used to get so angry that Straits Times was like so pro-establishment and now I would yeah. like screenshot and show friends and everything but now I'm like oh, yeah it's three times like, what do you expect so, so, so that's that's the perfect context which might hint at how we both uh, viewed this one title on straight times that I'm going to read out la. so mm-hmm. this so I, I would say maybe I'm not as uh, beaten down as Terrence and I still would like to hold our fucking mainstream media outlets to a higher standard la. but then mm. Um, yesterday at uh, 5 a.m. they published, you can tell they're working around the clock, yeah. this this article titled, What WP's Tan Chen Chen Lacks in Credentials, She Makes Up with Earnestness. Mm-hmm. So she is contesting in a SMC in the newly created Pongo West and she's going up against the PAP's incumbent Sun, Sun Shui Ling. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw this title, I'm really like, hey, hello, what kind of fuck title is this because you're already establishing her as someone without credentials and mm. honestly how much value does earnestness have you go to a job interview you're like you know I fucking fail everything but yep. I'm fucking earnest yep, yep. chances are you probably won't get a job la. so this title I felt was very 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 irresponsible because it automatically paints a picture la. but I mean if you define uh, credentials as like yeah, la, stuff you put on your resume uh mm. I mean, the truth is objectively, if you look at her educational qualifications and even when you watch the political broadcast and you see how, you know, her, her command of languages versus Sun Xueling, it's a, there is a difference. Ah. I mean, Sun Xueling mm. is very fluent in both English and Mandarin. And I think mm. she even, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, she also spoke Malay as well, which was quite impressive. Ah. So, uh She's very well Maybe put She together. also was drinking from Lee Sien Lung's chalice. She fucking she <laughs> took the whole of linguistic cup and water. Drank it <laughs> yeah. Her diction is like perfect. Right? So fucking, yeah, I mean, point. Uh, it's a very okay. You can say it's a very superficial thing as well, but but it does also mean that yeah Maybe someone who can speak more languages can connect and speak more languages well might be more relatable mm. or connect with someone better. Um, so I mean, yeah, they are sort of pointing out the the disparity la, but they still give her something for earnestness la, right which <laughs> yeah but that's like fuck no but I mean earnestness I, I think you are you are also maybe a bit too biased biased and then you're looking at your job interview but 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 when it comes to being a politician it's also about you know connecting with the the man on the ground and and, mm. uh, and they gave I think in there they also wrote some examples about how she she was listening to someone's complaints about not being able to get season parking and, and yeah la, she can connect la. So, so I, I yeah. mean, is it that bad a headline, really? I think it's still terrible. Because, okay, uh, you see, uh, credentials yeah. is something that you can read on paper, see in uh. black and white. Earnestness, right? There's no way to quantify it. It's so fucking yeah. abstract, so qualitative. So when someone reads this article, I'm really like, ah, okay, you're, you're already painting a picture in my mind. And then a subheader in the title is unsophisticated but sincere. I mean, mm. <laughs> you could, isn't that kind of like, is it really? And I looked up the writer, you know, Tam Yuen Si, and she... She has posted, I mean, she's a senior political correspondent at Straight Times. And mm. I will give her the benefit of, the, of like, looking at the titles of her articles. It seemed to be quite well balanced. Mm. So, I don't know whether in her mind, she was like, okay, I'm going to really take the strength of this person, which really might be earnestness, which mm. I think is a very important quality for a candidate as well. Yep. But I just felt the title immediately inserts this thing like, okay, um, yeah, she's a... 
she's not a book smart person la. But what if uh what if that idea of the lack of credentials is something that the person is is campaigning on herself la? Not saying mm. that she's proud of it, but she's just saying that you know despite the lack of my credentials, I I I'm very earnest about it. Because if you read the article, even you you can sense that even she, even she herself was very shocked by her selection to be a to be a candidate mm. for Workers Party. See, she said that she she did not even ha- she was pregnant when they asked her, and she was like, "Are you sure you really want me?" So she herself took quite some convincing to get to this stage where she's like, "Okay, I'm I I can be a candidate lah." So yeah, if the journalist is trying to reflect the true, you know, nature or the emotion of the person speaking, yeah lah, it's not it doesn't maybe it doesn't paint her in the most positive light, but you can say she's being authentic, right? True. But then that's why I feel like if you want to, you know, like how when we title our YouTube videos and yep. anyone who has done, done branding or taglines, yep. you generally want to steer away from negative words per se. Lah. And with every negative, you can phrase it in a positive. So just off the top of my noob journalistic head, why couldn't mm. this title be something uh, WP, Stan Chen Chen, values, earnestness over credentials? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in some way, I'm like, okay, then it talks about a positive value and she prioritizes that over credentials rather than ta- literally beside Tan Chen Chen, there's a word lax. And I mm. think this sort of stuff is where, oh, you know, like the, the way the PAP press release is, is noted to kind of like just put it in your head. You know, mm. like people say, you know, don't think of a pink elephant. Uh, I mean, I think it's true, like, like you think of a pink elephant, or most people like, think of a pink elephant, right? Yeah. So it's more as if you just put it out there. All this subliminal, subliminal messaging, it sticks, lah. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point in the sense that it could have definitely been worded better, lah. Because yeah, uh, I think actually, actually at the end of the day, I mean, she, it's not that she lacks credentials, because at the end of the day, she also has a diploma, and everything, right? Yeah, it's just it's just that maybe it's not as perfect, picture perfect as the PAP candidates lah, where they go to, you know, university, get a big degree, get a high paying job and that kind of thing lah. So, yeah. I, 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 and I mean, she is a working mum and everything and to me, if you are, I'm, I'm very amazed by how women balance, you know, taking care of uh, a family and also still having a job and everything lah. I, I think it's something that is not reflected adequately in our society. So, yeah. in some ways, yeah lah, I wouldn't, yeah, maybe focusing too much on a lack is a very bad thing. A lack is a very bad yeah. word to use because in some ways, she has to do a lot more than most people with credentials like, to get by because you need mean, to take care of kids, you need to have a job, everything, like, right? Like on Tinder, would you put like, yeah, I lack height, but I make it up with personality. That no, sounds like pick up line. That sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a damn good pickup line to use at 2am when everyone's leaving the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, as opposed, okay, to all those people out there, regardless of whether you're male or female and regardless of whether I'm male or female, if you have a, a profile that says, I, uh, I might lack height but I make it up with personality or mm. I think my personality shines over my height or yeah. something like that, like fucking who will swipe there? In fact, you know what? They, if only they can do this political thing like a swipe right, swipe left thing. Uh. Like everyone yeah. can vote for every constituency and you just like, you're given 15 minutes to just swipe, 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 swipe. I think you just discriminated against all the short people in the world with your statement. Eh, <laughs> eh why, why, why? You mean, now, so now I'm like a, low, power, uh, a, oppressed, a PAP, is it? You're oppressing. <laughs> My energy like, was fucked yeah, up, is it? Oppressing uh, people height. They did not I, choose I, to be short, okay? <laughs> just FYI. They did not choose to be short. I learned from the leaders of our country, if they can use domestic <laughs> abuse as an analogy, I can use height. 
physical so, appearance. Yeah. yeah, so I guess why why if we started talking about this as a potential main topic is because I mean I'm guessing everyone listening uh, if you're listening to this means you care a little bit right mm. and if you care a little bit I assume you've also been reading a bunch of articles and who sometimes can be can make very good points so so we just thought okay if if everyone's consuming so much content uh, and still not able to consume even what, I don't know 10% of all the content out there these sort of titles can sway you unfairly la, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so so I mean how are you how are you consuming your content la? like what's your what's your process la? Uh, I mean, opening up Facebook, and usually Facebook is very good at like straight away sending the, the most angry article or the most angry anything to to the top of my newsfeed lah. To the top, uh. yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I just if uh, if you want to see something angry, just keep refreshing your Facebook feed lah. At some point, yeah, something yeah. angry will come up <laughs> that will catch your attention lah for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But but and then uh, after that, so it's just Facebook. No no no. But I mean, uh, I also don't just try and read. Anything anyone post post la, you know. Uh I, I do go to sources that I have uh read before, like Bertha and Sun or, or uh even Calvin Ching just to see the other side of the, the coin. And, yeah. and and certain others in my echo chamber, la, you know. Uh sometimes even critical spectator, I just open it up just to see. But I think it's important to just reach over to what whichever side you're on, just to reach over once in a while. To to see if you are you know to see if you can get out of your echo chamber for one put yourself in someone else's shoes ah, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. For me, it's it starts off. Oh fuck! I can't believe I said it, but it starts off on Facebook also. Yeah. Uh, but I do v- read every article that I see on Facebook with a with a lens that okay, this is my echo chamber. So then yeah, I go to Kelvin Cheng, I go to people like Donald Low, Bertha Hansen, Sudhir, and then I also go to Reddit. Um, and then you have some Facebook groups like SG Opposition and all that just to get a feel of it. Like. And, mm-hmm. and of course, Twitter, even though I'm, I'm not on Twitter much, just to see just to see what's out there. But then, but then like, uh, do you... So right now, do you have some sort of clear idea of, of uh, who you're voting? Because, okay, one thing yeah. that hasn't really been discussed is I think I feel right now everyone is, okay, it's either you vote Opposition or PAP. But I... I so this is where I'm a little conflicted. Like within your SMC or GRC, if you really die die, like try and listen to your candidates who are contesting against the PAP, yep. should you just vote? Because that brings up the question, like, should you just vote for opposition for the sake of opposition? Mm-hmm. Or you can even spoil your vote. But spoiling a vote essentially is a vote for the incumbent, right? Yeah, say. exactly. So, so I mean, I mean, it's it, it it still has an impact, and that's something that mm. uh, I only learned the last election. Because to to people listening, if you if you haven't heard the term "spoil your vote," essentially, you if you spoil your vote, you can like draw whatever you want on the vote, and it will still be counted as a that you voted, but your vote wouldn't go to either of the parties. La. And at first, when I heard of it, I was like, hey, what the fuck would you do that? But then if you think about this analogy, if there are 10 people voting and 7 people vote for PAP, then they would have a 70% majority, I mean 70% of the votes and opposition get uh, 3 votes. If you're mm. the 10th person and you vote opposition, then PAP would have 6, 4, 60, 40. But if you spoil your vote, then PAP would still have 6 votes, but it won't be 6 out of 10. It'll be 6 out of 9 and opposition would have 3 out of 9. So, so it's a greater percentage than uh, if you were to... It's a still a different percentage of votes. And that's where it can still kind of paint a picture that, okay, it might reduce the, the vote that the incumbent gets. Because mm. we... I mean, if, can you imagine if fucking PAP gets 80% of the vote? 
Uh, mm. it it says something like, but if you are in a GRC SMC that maybe you don't want to contest the candidate, there is a third option. We're not encouraging it. Yep, yep. We're just saying it is an option. Yeah. Okay, we're very clear. We're not encouraging it. We're just trying to share the options out there so that everyone is as informed as possible. Mm. Oh, well, I, I forgot to add one thing that uh, I've very consciously done this election is to watch more, a lot more of the party political broadcasts and the constituency political broadcasts. Uh, and also like try to go through point by point of their of their manifestos like to really try and understand uh how they're gonna do what they claim to do Because in the constituency political broadcast uh some interesting points that candidates bring up that they don't bring up uh elsewhere la. like for example yesterday I think uh Jamus Lim uh of the Workers Party in East Coast I uh, know in Senkang brought up uh, I think what was a good point in that um Senkang Senkang town right now is set up as a is a very uh sparse like spread out space la. so for people to find a place to eat right it's actually they don't have like coffee shop downstairs or coffee mm. shops around so he wants to uh, try and encourage to there to be more food establishments around the place so that there can be more gathering of neighbors especially young families because you know we all live in our silos and we're much more we're much less of the kampong spirit than our parents mm. and all that mm. were so he wants to see that come for younger residents in Senkang so he's trying to suggest more kopi shops more bubble tea shops stuff like that so that people actually congregate in uh, smaller groups in like below the, the couple of blocks uh, you know so, mm. so these are kind of like very uh, bread and butter neighborhood issues that they're honestly they're not they're not stupid ideas because even like when Steve Jobs, for example, was setting up the Pixar HQ, they very yeah. deliberately put the toilets in like the area where everyone has to to, to pass by. So any mm. department, you know, if they walk to the toilet, they might bump into someone from some other department. Then they're like, oh, what are you working on? And then that helps the ideas, you know, spread within the organization. Uh. So there is yeah. there is benefit to uh, you know, like a community coming together and then having a place to congregate. Although, I mean... Minus COVID nineteen at this point, like, obviously, but yeah. at the same time, uh, uh it's true, like, When you go Senkang, you walk around. It's not easy to find mm-hmm. food downstairs, uh. So, so there are things like that that make you feel like, okay, this person is not just shitting on foreigners or just saying let's let's yeah let's give people more money. They are really thinking of ways they can revitalize their towns, uh, which will have very immediate impacts on you, la. Yeah, and I mean, again, a political masterstroke. Uh, he said bubble tea. Yeah. Can you imagine like anyone who doesn't give a fuck about politics, they hear like blah, 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 GST, blah, 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 blah. Bubble tea! Oh, fuck, this guy is awesome. Is bubble uh, tea like a... Is it a Chinese thing? Uh? Uh, I don't know, man. I think now it's a... It, it feels like it came from... Uh, it came from Taiwan, North, la, Taiwan, North yeah, Asian sure. country, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so is it's it, associated. As in, I'm asking as like you know, your minority. Oh, you mean whether Chinese people love it? Uh? Whether you whether you <laughs> see bubble tea, they're like, oh, all these Chinese people. Uh, do you, does that happen to you? No, bro. Now all our Indian curries also all got pearls, man. <laughs> prata, yeah, prata with pearls. Fucking so. love it. You roll the prata up into a straw and then you suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Now there's no more chicken tikka masala. It's chicken tikka with pearls. Wow, fantastic! No, but I think I think it really applies across all genders and ethnicities and uh, culture. I think bubble tea is like one of those phenomena that I personally don't subscribe to. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's there la. So so, but going back to your point, I think that's very interesting because now, okay, so when when I go ping pong from philosophy to philosophy, I I do see this one rebuttal to the workers. Uh, I mean to opposition plans. Uh, mm-hmm. that okay, you know you. 
you're proposing all this, you know, minimum wage, don't increase the, the tax hike, but where are you going to fund it and all that? But, I mean, okay, to me, when I see that, for a while, I'll be like, okay, that's the point. But then I catch myself, because I think it's very important to know that ultimately, no, like, as you grow up, right, you realize that people never, ever know the solutions just off the top of my head. The point is to kind of come up with a plan together, right? And mm. if the starting point is already something, like what you said for James Lim, if his starting point is increasing community cohesion, right, the how it happens is more to be deliberated. Like, but if that's his starting, starting point, I think that's that's worthwhile. Like. And same mm. goes with decreasing GST, uh, minimum wage. The philosophy behind it at its core is to reduce wealth inequality and all that. So that's how I kind of put a filter. Like. I mean, okay, they they do have uh, the the math in their manifesto and they do go into details in their hammer show. But I also think that if we want diversity of voices and not just to check each other, right? I mean, you think about like anyone you, hopefully you have a diverse set of friends, <laughs> hopefully mm. or you have diverse family. And I hope uh, it's more common than not that when you have differing ideas come together, together you come up with something slightly better, lah. Mm. And and that's where I think less. I mean, okay, the keeping the government in check is one thing, but it feels very adversarial. I mm. think something that Jameis Lim also, oh, today is Jameis, the, the Jameis, Jameis Opa, Opa again. Uh. He yeah. said something during the debates which I thought was very interesting. Like He said the point is to have discussions that agitate towards uh, the best idea. Yeah, and yeah. previously, I think I only found out like how the, the word can agitate can be used like that a few years ago. In mm. the sense, it's not just irritating, it's you're just shaking it. You know, mm. like, uh, correct, correct. When you when you want to how you say mix something together like a, like a, some some you you got some different ingredients dice thing and all like when yeah. I want to agitate my bowels for a good bowel movement I go eat yeah, mala okay, okay, I thanks, go eat mala hot pot yes, I think that's totally different <laughs> that is totally different I think a better analogy would be you eat mala hot pot hot pot then you have ice cream so that the two different oh. worlds come together and then it all comes <laughs> all together <laughs> fuck lah mala hot pot that's like what PP's doing what they just think eating their own mala would would do would agitate their bowels when is no, you must add in some milk. You know, uh, add in some, yeah. some, some. I don't know. Uh, lassi, lassi, lassi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why, why? I cannot drink. Mix I only drink lassi. No, I'm huh? saying mix. You I say diversity, only drink lassi, right? So mala plus lassi lah. Why? <laughs> diversity, right? No, but lassi is like Indian yogurt, so it has the good cultures which would, yeah, yeah, yeah. which would not agitate as much. You need like like yeah. milk. It's cooling you know, like, off, like It's cooling off day. Cooling ah, off. cooling off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but in any case, yeah, like exactly that. Parliament shouldn't just be full of mala, la. and it's not mm. because the the milk neutralizes the mala. Yeah. The milk will come together with mala and make e- make it easier for your bowel movements to happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Right. Long story short, you just don't like group think, la. Like group think meaning like a group of people who are very like minded, who who don't disagree with each other so much. You don't like them coming together and just yeah. like quick making this. Even though it might be very fa- quick decision making, but uh, nobody, there's nobody asking. Eh, how about have we thought about this? Have we thought about that? Maybe yeah. You know, yeah. So I will totally admit that group thing sometimes is like, huh, really? Yeah. Like uh, even if I meet some some friends who have diverse opinions and we're talking about politics, it will be so much easier if everyone just agrees. Mm. But there's that tension there, like, and I, and I think that is needs to be encouraged, like, which is why when we saw that Hua Chong post uh, that advisory email, it kind of. I kind of encourage people to not say anything which is like yeah, yeah yeah no I think and I think there's been um, you know research on the benefits of diversity not just in politics but in in your workplace as well right like in even you're in a meeting or some working group or something like that usually the, the groups that actually perform better are the ones that have uh, diversity of people and opinions 
And it's not it's not so much because that uh better ideas come out or what. It's just that because I think the just being just being made a little more uncomfortable in your position because you all are not like all the same, right? Just being a little more uncomfortable means having to explain your position more clearly, make mm. sure that you're understood better. And that means you help it helps you to articulate your own thoughts better and present them on paper in a more structured way. Because you know that okay, if I can convince this person who is very different from me from underst- uh, in, to understand what I'm saying means that I probably can do a much better job outside also, like convincing people who have different opinions from me. Whereas if yeah. it's all the same, everyone just assumes, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, this guy's the smartest, he knows what best. Then nobody asks the important questions. I think we've been in situations like that before, like, right, where we sat in meetings and then like, then someone plays something and then I think that we were, we were in some meeting for a show and someone played something that uh, a joke that they thought would be a damn funny joke like yeah. some <laughs> music track that that honestly was making I I felt it was making fun of a certain ethnicity then everyone around <laughs> the table was just oh, myself so included funny. including Harish included. was just laughing oh yeah that's so funny but then me being very woke at that point in time I was like mm, guys uh, maybe you should should you know consider whether you know just just because it's from the ethnicity does it really mean that it's funny like, right. Yeah, everyone, yeah, exactly. Everyone just looked at each other like for the first time that someone actually like disagreed with them about so, whether so they funny. Were, yeah, in the room there were the Shashwe equivalents who were like, ah, this guy SJW. Then there was the flip-flopper like me. I was like, oh yeah, actually Tyrannus has a point. Fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why am I not as woke? Yeah. Um, but, but I think, oh fuck, I was going to say something quite profound. About group, Shit. Group oh no, thinker. no. Okay, so the thing about, you know how like having to articulate your ideas, sometimes you realise your ideas are not that good. I mean, aside from meetings, right? Anyone in a relationship, right? Have you ever tried to explain to your partner like why you are late or something? And in yeah. your mind, you're like, okay, you know, I, I know what I'm going to say, blah, blah. Then when you fucking say it, it sounds so fucking stupid. And yeah. then your spouse, uh, your partner is just like, Yo, and that's your excuse. And then you realise, oh shit, what I was thinking in my head doesn't really sound, when, doesn't really sound that good when it comes out. And I think yeah. in yeah. parliament... That is super important, lah. Mm. And the the interesting thing that that uh, I read somewhere also was that you know we hear this talk of super majority, which is sixty six percent on uh, or more yep. uh, by a single party in parliament, beyond yep. which they can change the constitution at will, right? Mm. Right. But between twenty fifteen and twenty eleven, twenty eleven PAP had sixty one percent, and yep. twenty fifteen PAP had sixty nine percent. That means in the twenty eleven, between twenty eleven to twenty fifteen, they did not have a super majority, and. I don't, I was more I was less apathetic I was much more apathetic then so I was very no, wait, pathetic wait, back wait. then. Sorry, I'm gonna no. I think yeah. you're talking about. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I think you're wrong. Cause you oh, there's the popular the vote. popular vote Fuck. versus the number of uh, MPs oh, there. Are. They have always had a super majority. They've never not had a super majority. Really, they've never had a super majority. They've never, they've never they've not never, have a super majority. Yeah, they've never ever. That's why 2011 was such a big deal. Uh, not not because not because there was not a super majority, but because they lost a GRC, lost a GRC for the first time, but they still had a hell of a super majority, la. Can you imagine if I fucking posted that on Facebook? False and if people, hoods. yeah, no, then I mean that that would uh, that would be like I, I honestly thought my thought was gonna be quite profound, uh, fuck. Oh, but, but but that's where I guess yeah. See, yeah. if I was living in my own head and I posted that, to yeah. me it would make perfect sense, and to people who also didn't. Realize the difference, which is a fucking big difference, and I apologize for that. Yeah. But didn't realize the difference, then it would have, I don't know, like if it got traction, that would, that would be unfortunate. Falsehood, like. Like falsehood. Yeah. Even though, even though maybe someone might file a police report against me, and then I would have like a badge of honor on my sleeve. Now it almost feels like if you cannot badge like police report, you're like, well, fuck, you know, I I I raised up against the establishment. 
Mm, but, but, yeah, so... Yeah. But actually, what was the point, if you don't mind just finishing it, about... about oh, no, I was going to say that because I, I recall reading somewhere, uh, I guess it was... Um, yeah, I was reading somewhere and the, the writer actually also used the percentage of votes to kind of differentiate between having a strong mandate and mandate. But it was my error to con- uh, conflate that with the supermajority versus minority and have the constitutional powers. Like, because mm-hmm. what I was going to get at is that, um, granted that I might not have been as aware between 2011 to 2015, but it felt like a, a stark contrast post-2015 when there was the constitutional change to allow the minority president to force yep. a minority president, POFMA yep. and all that. When 2011 to 2015... I don't know whether it was just me not remembering as much, but I don't know, it felt less divided. Mm. Is that just me reminiscing about simpler times when when it really wasn't that simple? No, I mean I mean you you are yeah, there are Pofma and the reserved presidency were two very uh sore points for, for people. And I felt yeah. that if anything they were rushed through as opposed to heavily debated in parliament or anything. Cause I yeah. mean, they're, they're, you 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 can't take away the the merit behind uh you know firstly for reserve presidency the merit behind maybe wanting more diversity more representation of minorities like, right in in the highest yeah. echelons of power uh and then same for Pofma also is a very fake news falsehoods are very complex issues that are causing are literally like shaping elections in big democracies like the US like, and mm. and how to handle them. It's a very it's a topic that even today people are still discussing, like, right? Like, yeah, twi- yeah. I mean, Facebook is literally doing its own pofmying of of, uh, I think Twitter like, is doing its own pofmying of of posts like, from Donald Trump and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, these are very complex issues, and it felt like they were almost like shoved down, uh, yeah, shoved shoved down Parliament for approval before even proper debates and and feedback or anything has had taken place. Huh? So, so yeah. that's the thing so, when people say. Uh, I I want more questions to be raised in Parliament, more debate, more more uh question, more discussions are uh, like like what happened during the debate with with the four parties or so uh. Yeah. So then going back to something you said earlier, because yeah, the Pofma presidential uh elections, I mean, it did cause. I mean, I can't remember many instances where generally people were like, "Hey, is this a good thing? How can yeah. this be good?" So if if people are pissed off right now, right, which feels like they're more pissed off than ever, would you say? I mean, how you said you were pissed off in 2015 at mainstream media and that kind of almost motivated your voting choice, right? Yeah. But yeah. is it, and you're saying now you're not that pissed off and I do feel like if you're emotional, you might not make the best decisions. But if you're pissed off at the establishment, you don't know the solution, is that not a good reason to vote against them? Or not a good enough reason to vote against them? Uh, Just, because, just yeah, being angry, yeah, la, right? Yeah, I because see. because I think there was a video by Sudhir uh, TV, uh where he just, he kind of uh, very vocally said, okay, you, voting for the opposition makes sense because it'll help them improve. So it's almost like, doesn't matter who you vote, voting for opposition will help the PAP improve because mm. it just gets more people in parliament. I think it's less about getting more people in parliament, it's about diluting the the the, the thought, the single thought, thought yeah. collective uh, more. Like, because someone did a very cool infographic about, uh, I think over the past 10 decades, just... Uh, a summary of the major bills or things that were passed and how it was voted mm. uh, yes, no and abstain la. and it was categorically PAP was always almost united and Workers mm. Party were the only opposition in parliament uh, how they voted la. Yeah. so yeah so I mean I think it has some merit to what he's saying 
I still mm. think I need to wrap around my head. But what what do you think of that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I think definitely the diversity of voices. Uh, I think there's enough research to show that whether on a small scale in a small group it's good, but also on a larger scale in in society and everything. Like, I mean, some of the most uh, vibrant cities and 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 that that ever existed in history were because they were you know melting pots of different cultures and. And allow people to just uh, experiment and thrive, and 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 you know let the best ideas win, nah. So, mm. in the same way, I I also feel like, uh, the, the I mean, it, it's very easy to just say, oh, it's diversity for the sake of diversity. But no, I I literally think that that better decision making and better policy making will come from, from having from just having to, to interact and and with more diverse voices in parliament or so long. So, mm. uh, it, to me, it's it's. Yeah, like we talk about someone saying that they have lack of credentials, everything. But maybe all the more because she's um, she's not as highly educated as as a PAP candidate. Yeah. And everything she actually is someone who's who might reflect more of what the ground is saying, like, Right, and and, yeah. and she can really empathize with what a lot of the people who are complaining so much are going and, through. Yeah. and that's where even Raja Khan, even though some of the tweets, I feel like okay, not the best thing to say. Um, she she kind of represents a segment of of society which is very very prominent yeah. is the young super woke uh, and super socially driven uh, demographic and uh, you might not agree with them but they are still a fucking big portion of the population and we have mm. seen this before time and time again where the PAP take adopts this stance where okay we know better other people don't need to to listen yeah. and we have seen how in in overseas democracies where if you if you alienate a certain segment of your proportion of your population <clears throat> it is not a good thing. La. So, even though she, yeah, those tweets, <clears throat> I personally don't agree with the most recent one. The one two years ago, I think maybe she didn't know she was going to run for elections. Yep. It's still not the best tweet, but yep. I wouldn't use the argument that she was running. But she still is very, she represents a voice in society. Mm. And I think mm. having her in parliament and just kind of putting it front and center of the PAP politicians and ask, and making them confront it, right, is a very good thing. La. And, and and you also know that she's with a very safe pair of hands in the sense of Pritam Singh, you know, is, yeah. uh, has shown that he will take ownership of, of her candidacy as well and he will yeah. speak up for her or against her if if, if need, need be, la, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm very, yeah, I feel a bit more assured in that sense because, yeah, some people, they say, hey, we don't want that kind of uh, AOC politics. For, for context, AOC is a very fiery uh, politician in the US who's, Who's bring up very controversial, controversial bills and ideas like you know universal basic income and and, and things like that uh, as part of a so-called new left uh, movement mm. uh, in in the mm. in the US and and she I think in, in some ways uh, a lot of the criticisms that you level at, at people like her are the same criticisms you level at like uh, Raisha Khanna saying it's mm. about identity politics it's who's gonna pay for this shit and all that lah right it's it's communism. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, some people are worried about that kind of thing, but the difference is that here is that I think Raisha Khan is, uh, I mean, she's a new candidate in a party that's helmed by uh, very experienced uh, opposition leaders uh, like Pritam Singh yeah. and Sylvia Lim. Uh. So so I think hopefully, I mean, she's young and there's also capacity to to you know for her to learn about uh, other viewpoints as well, uh, right? Yeah. So, I mean, th- this is one of those things. I mean, now we're seeing videos of the social work she's done in the past. And yeah, like, she she might come from a, a, a wealthy background which she has fully embraced and kind of 
clarified. But the amount of work she's done cannot be denied. You know, she's done a lot of good work. And I've seen one complaint saying, oh, she's, a re- uh, she's read everything of Angela Davis who's kind of leans towards communism and socialism. But okay, let's just say you have a candidate who is a hardcore communist. I would still want that person in parliament because one person can't change policies, right? It's all about debating. And just like how I've learned from listening to right-wing media, which has reaffirmed some of my leftist beliefs, I think having this sort of diversity of thought is fucking important. So when people argue like that, I'm like, yeah, but it's one out of 103 seats. So... Yeah, I don't buy into that sort of argument. So I think, I think what I'm getting at is that if if as you are as as you listeners are shaping your own idea of voting, uh, yeah, I guess it's important to read from as many sources as possible, read as many viewpoints as possible. Of course, at some point you have to fucking decide, uh, because everyone's been through the, the the case where you are trying to decide a movie on Netflix and you cannot decide, and in the end you just go sleep. Mm. <laughs> please do not do that. Please, yeah. please do not do that. Just. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, just, just be informed before you vote, lah. And yeah. I think that okay. And one thing I wanted to say, you know, previously in 2015, 2011, if you miss a rally, right, then you have no chance to really hear what that candidate is saying. Now, with the beauty of the internet, you can go back and watch any of the SMC or GRC broadcasts. You can yeah. watch uh, dissections of what they meant, what they said, what they shouldn't have said. So it's all there, okay. Mm-hmm. So don't watch your K K dramas on Netflix for like a few days. You know, cool off that. Okay, yep. then just just have make a decision ahead of tomorrow uh, Friday. Yes, ahead of Friday. Yeah. So, but you know, I I, I think yeah. To, I mean, for me tonight, like for example, my constituency is having a constituency political broadcast tonight. So, I've yeah bookmarked to to watch that lah. So bookmarked to watch yeah, that. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get more bubble tea shops around my my area. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my key voting. That's the key decision point for me. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. So. Th- so, so that was our first uh, first main topic. I guess the two Chapalang topics are kind of remnants of what has engulfed the nation the past few days. Mm, but right. also all related, la, right? In a, in a way, yeah. I mean, in some way, it builds off the, what I just said like two minutes yeah. ago. I, the first one we're talking about is, I guess, uh, yesterday we mentioned that police reports had been uh, reported uh, or yeah. lodged against some notable personalities, like one of mm. whom is Siashue. Yeah. Right? And uh, she posted a rebuttal today on her blog. A blog, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because also I think there's a petition. Yeah, there was a petition going around. But even the petition uh, to punish Siashe was basically trending number one on Google Singapore, I think, yesterday. Because uh, even people like uh, Pretty Please were sharing the petition also. La, they were saying yeah. that she shouldn't be given a platform. I know you Pretty Please. I mean, I saw... Like you know, a uh, filmmaker like Anthony Chen also sharing that petition on on Facebook as well. It's to what to cancel her? Is it? Uh, I would say the word is deplatform or or just yeah somehow. Cancel so Alex her. Jones her la. Alex Jones her la. Kind of in a way la, saying that yeah la, she shouldn't be given a platform to air, uh, her you know bigotry and everything la. So she yeah. has a very long post that uh, that 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 basically breaks down the reasons why she made some of those like. I mean, seemingly offensive tweets. I read those tweets, I'm also a bit uncomfortable. Like, it's like, yeah, not a bit, yeah. like, I'm very uncomfortable because they, they make insinuations like, oh, you know, all these people in Little India, they're, you know, uh, molesting us and raping our, our mates and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, so she gives some, or she attempts to give some justification for, for, for those. Uh, what do you think of her justifications? I mean, 
I think she makes some points I agree with. She makes some points I don't agree with. And mm. I think we're not going to dive into the depth of like what she meant and all that because I think you can go read it on your own. Mm. Um, but I guess what I would say is that I, I still think that to de-platform her, wow, that would be. I I don't I don't like the idea of that lah. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Because I mean, she she she's eloquent. She's articulate. She has views that I don't agree with. But just because there are views that I don't agree with doesn't mean that they shouldn't exist. Like in fact, reading her reading her post makes me again reaffirm or concretize some beliefs of my own lah. Yeah. And I would Unless say, do you have anything specific to say about her that one? No, I mean I I would say I just don't like the idea that you know she has to go back ten years to the defend tweets from 10 years ago because people are digging that far because 10 years ago you know things I mean she's a different person uh, she could be a different person now and everything but she has to go back and put herself in the shoes from 10 years ago and everything uh, okay fine she has to defend herself uh, because yeah, they are they sound they sound quite offensive in whatever context you think about 10 years ago or today yeah. uh, but she yeah, she in some ways I also feel that her defense also um, basically she said that oh you know I, I posted those things out of anger because I was a victim of uh, sexual assault and, and from all people that, from that from, uh, demographic from that, that, yeah from people from that demographic and I know like my helper also was molested by someone from the demographic so I just, just posted this because I was really angry and all uh, I mean in some ways it's taking a page from the very people that that, that she criticizes also like, in the, the whole you know, power and, you know, what's the power dynamic between men and women and, you know, like, uh, I, I wouldn't say victim victimhood, uh, playing the victim or anything, lah, but there definitely is an element of like, oh, you know, so you if you if you think this is racist, but what if it was coming from a woman who is being, you know, uh, sexually assaulted or something like that, lah, right? So, yeah. so, so it's she, just, yeah, to she... me, yeah, lah, generally, broadly speaking, without really going deep into it, just two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. So, I just mm. don't like that kind of argument where it's like, oh, how about this? How about this? How could you also, that means you don't care about sexual assault and all that, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. So then, I think maybe like everyone, maybe we need a meter for the, the most controversial topics that we track over time. Because, right? you know, people track their weight, track their height and all these fucking yeah. apps that track your heartbeat, Apple health and all, right? Maybe there should be like an Apple political. Uh, like mm. it just tracks your political views as you grow up so that if you fuck up, if in 10 years time something you say now, feels like shit you're like oh look at that that point in time uh yeah my tracker shows i was 22 percent right and 78 percent left yeah yeah yeah. because otherwise like there should be some expiry date on on the tweets and whether they represent this person like (laughs) anything more than seven years you cannot bring it up and say it's that person it has to be yeah like you are you're like trying to dig too far back into the past already yeah it's like insurance you got a moratorium right if you don't report uh something for like two three years you're absolved but then then what about oh fuck? Then that feels like it's opening up even war crimes and all this shit. I think that that what well, that, that could be tough. But I know even early this morning there's a video of Dikosh, uh, mm. which I think this one is, it's almost like a tweet. You can argue that it's self-contained. It's a t- one tweet lah. Someone took an excerpt from his one video where he was talking about um I think some self, one of his self harm right. Yeah, I mean a clip where it wasn't the whole video wasn't about self harm, but it was a clip where he used an analogy that was. That's now taken out of context. Okay lah, maybe it's not the best, but you have to, yeah. and that's making its rounds. But you can't, you can't just do that. You know, you take it out. So, so I, I don't know, man. Like fuck, now it's like the the witch hunt for people's past. And I guess mm. people who are who are have 
generated a lot of tweets. I mean, I saw, I think he has done 55,000 tweets, you know. <laughs> Fucking 55,000 oh, tweets. To go through Can that. Can you imagine? Takes that, Can you imagine 55,000 tweets? Yeah. I mean, some people, including myself, if I, if I had to tweet something or post on Facebook, I'm like, oh, fuck. What am I going to post? Can you do that? Can you imagine doing that 55,000 times? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, man. Oh, yeah, crazy. so... So that's where it's like, oh my god. So this is where I guess the heaviness that we were talking about comes from. Like, like it's all this like fucking divisiveness yeah. and like everyone has a police report now. Fucking sugar daddy god. And I think, yeah, in co- for consistency's sake, I think everyone had a right to file a police report against him. The outcome of that mm, is a uh, not the most ideal. But wow, fuck mm-hmm. this this thing. I can't even imagine what next week is going to look like. Uh. You mean post-election, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. What normally happens after that? Does everyone just shut up and go no, back to like... I, I very distinctly remember 2015 like at a, being at a friend's place for election party. And yeah. uh, just... I mean, just for the heck of it, I went dressed all white, lah, right? And, and and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this... Just is, for the heck of it. Just for the heck of it. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is going to be awesome. You know, everyone's so angry. The ground is so... You know, it's gonna be like opposition, woke. like what woke and everything. Then, I, then I left. I left that night feeling like I, I just got fucking like beat up and thrown on the street, lah. Basically, so so I mean, it, it, as much as uh, yeah, like, it was a fun thing and all that. But at the same time, I, I you know, people, a lot of people will be left disappointed, lah. A lot of people will feel like oh, you think the so? Is not oh yeah, I mean, definitely, lah. I mean the the at the end of the day, it's uh, I think. Just, just look at history, lah. Every time there's some big crisis or what, it's very the incumbent in any country usually mm. gets gets voted back into power very easily, lah. And I don't think, as much as we think, you know, social media and all that really like makes a huge dent. Like you said, we're all in our separate echo chambers. It's it's hard to really assess properly how how much of a dent it makes, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's where all you listeners out there, come on, let's prove Terence wrong. <laughs> all right. Let, let, let's no, but what's that mean? I don't. Know, I haven't. I haven't voted yet. Now. I haven't stated who I'm voting for or anything. No, so you to prove me wrong. Your what outlook. Mean, what your, no, you don't outlook, assume. Uh, you assume because I'm Chinese, right? Yeah, you. I know you. I know your type. You know your look at my oh, so, skin color. Only. So, so when you said when you're disappointed that people's voices wouldn't be heard, you're talking about Chinese people's voices, lah, right? Just Chinese people. No, no, only. no. Uh, see, again, again, you're putting words in my mouth. There after that, after that, you puff mommy and everything, and you puff you police me. <laughs> I say I'm not decided. I'm not decided. I have a very capable Chan Chun Sing in my in my ward, oh, you know. Oh, very capable Chan. Who he he sees you as an idiot, no? If you bought toilet paper know, during uh, the pandemic, you're an idiot. You're an you're an idiot in his eyes. I mean, yeah lah, I I in the army, I wasn't a general or even officer or anything. So, idiot lah, yeah. Lah. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that means you lack credentials, dude. Yeah, I lack the credentials. But what you lack creden- lack in credentials, you make up with. What would you say? What is your one? If you were on a straight times headline, what would be your one characteristic? Uh? Personality. Uh, makes Pers- up ah, for fuck, <laughs> uh, personality, my ass. Lack like. in lacks in height. Whatever he lacks in height, he makes up for personality. Personality. <laughs> personality. So so yeah, I guess that one. I mean, the the post is out there uh, now. This whole police thing is. I mean, it feels like it's died down, but. I mean, I I don't think today we are going to revisit any of the issues we really need to revisit, and it's going to be more of this this dirty politics, lah. So thankfully, nothing has happened as yet yeah. while we are recording this podcast. So yeah. now, I guess, are you ready to move on to some some th- things I found on Reddit, which I found okay, lah. It'll yeah, be worth yeah, responding absolutely, to. Absolutely, um, Someone had a post about about influencers, because uh, you know we talked about mm. it on the podcast yesterday. But how right. there was someone saying, "Hey, all these influencers, you know, why never speak up?" Blah blah. blah. Then. 
I mean, um, I thought this person's point was quite funny. Like, you know, generally influencers and artists and celebrities, we were all labeled as non-essential, right? Yeah. Then now everyone expect us to like have essential voices and, <laughs> and voice something like that. Which is like, hey, actually, that's, that's fucking true. Because if you want influencers to speak up, then in some way you're kind of implying that they are important. They, yeah, they make a difference, right? Yeah. yeah, artists, they make a difference, but but no. So it's almost like you pick and choose. So yeah, so the person who posted this, uh, <laughs> the person is posted, I guess the username is, uh, I, I, I guess, the per- I hope the person's not as cynical, but the username is, the world is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so I just thought um, it was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, of course, you get people who, point out that okay if you're vocal in this is that you should be vocal you, if you're vocal for this cause you should be vocal for that cause i think we have said on the on previous podcast about like yeah you know the preferential care i mean if people are caring uh, about one thing and not the other is that is that bad like everyone comes from different uh experiences and all that right so yeah. so yeah it just feels I think the like context right to be specific the context was when the notre dame was on fire right and then some influencers were posting about about the Notre Dame, you know, so they're so sad that the Notre Dame is on fire. And then people are like, hey, how about all the other problems in other parts of the world and all that that you're not posting about, you know, it's such a it's such a hypocritical thing to do. Lah. Yeah. And, and then we, we were like basically uh don't assume that whatever you think is is important to you is necessarily applies uh uniformly for everyone else as well, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and then so there was that. There was another post about voting anonymity. So this person was just kind of like, uh, like conspiracy theorizing that there might just be a lot of people who are not voting for who would vote for the incumbent because of the fear that their votes are really anonymous, la. And I've heard this from the older generation about how you know if you vote for opposition, anytime you apply for civil service job and all that, um, it might impact, la. But I don't know, I think, and this person does admittedly say that it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but I guess that's one of those things that hopefully it doesn't sway voters like by fear, by like with the fear of being discovered to yeah, vote opposition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the auntie Shirley Chua, I think she put it very eloquently. Uh, she's just like, who are you? <laughs> like, where, You think PAP, they got so much time to come after yeah. you. <laughs> they, they, whether they win 60%, 70%, you think after that they will got time to come and look for you, man. Like, really, uh, who are you? <laughs> like, They'd rather just carry on with the work that they actually have yeah. to do already. La. It's, it's like one of those things that, you know, like how everyone thinks the world revolves around them and that people care as much as they think. Yeah. But in general, yeah, most people, uh, yeah, the rest of the world or most of the world don't really yeah. don't really have the time to give you all their thoughts. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe don't let... It's, it sounds like a young voter thing, la, I suppose, because uh, a young voter concern, la, this conspiracy theory. And I mean, young and very old boomer kind of concern la. but I would, I would imagine the young to be woke what? they're like you know what fuck it if they know better they uh-huh. know that I'm I'm not so I think I think yeah like there's, there could be a diversity of, of voices uh, one thing I haven't seen that many people because when I read a post on Facebook I that I think yeah hey, that's quite thoughtful I always go to their profile and say there haven't been any like uh, super young uh, conservative uh, mm. comments that I've seen I don't know have you seen posts but like you know, you yeah, the assumption rare. is you're young, young millennial, you'll be super woke. But are there other people who feel differently? No, that's the thing, uh, It's not popular to to voice that kind of opinion that you yeah that you want to conserve, uh, you want to keep the status quo. No, I was saying young and maybe in the sense that uh, when you I don't know for me la, like as you get older in life through your thirties and you know closing in on closing in on forty and everything, 
then you start to realize, yeah, lah, the world really doesn't revolve that much around you, lah. And you know, whatever <laughs> sphere of influence you think that, that you have, it, 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 it yeah, over time maybe it's better in your mind, lah. It just doesn't. It shrinks and shrinks, and really, the only people that should concern you that much are your friends and closest, uh, your closest friends and your family, lah, right? Yeah, uh, the, exactly. if, if those people, if you are good, if you are good with those people, yeah, honestly, like, yeah, don't need to be too scared of what everyone else is saying or thinking about yeah. you. Yeah, but but I guess what we were saying just now about how you, people don't really share unpopular opinions online. I think yeah. the one time it really hit me was when we were talking to someone who worked uh, in the Google office in the US, mm. and after Trump got elected, the company actually organized like a, a town hall, a, like a counseling town hall to help their employees deal with Trump being elected. Yeah. And there were yeah. people crying, crying and all that. Yeah. But then but then, what struck the guy I was talking to as being fucking revolutionary is that there was a group of people who were like, why do we need this? What mm. makes you think there are no Trump supporters in Google? Yeah. And that fucking... And he said even the management were surprised. Like they, And if you think about it, they organized a town hall to counsel their employees about Trump mm. getting elected. But yeah. because everyone thinks big tech always leans left, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that there was a very, there was a group of Trump supporters who people didn't know about, who just happened to be Trump supporters, kind of, yeah, made me realize, oh, fuck, there are probably people around you who might, on the surface, agree with you philosophy, but deep down, they might know, they might yeah. think very differently. So, yeah. wow, fuck. I think I don't know what the odds are for the for the bookies in terms of the, the voting, man. I mean, of course, I'm not encouraging uh, betting, la, but, but, yeah. I, I know in 2011, I was surprised in 2015, I was surprised. Uh, and who knows, man? Who the fuck knows? So, okay, mm-hmm. one thing that I myself got confused. What time are the votes going to start coming out on Friday? Like 8 plus onwards, is it? I mean, it, the coverage will start from 8. But more likely, it'll take some time to really count and, and everything. They usually, I think, if I remember correctly, they give some kind of uh, uh, statistically accurate uh, indication of, of how much the votes. So I think they poll, like, I don't know, a like few a thousand, poll, a thousand people who leave the the place and ask them who they vote and then based on that poll uh, uh, or something like that like, it's a preliminary indication to almost a 95% uh, accuracy that of where how much the percentage is or something like that so so I, I, I'm i I'm very bad at all these statistical analyses but basically uh, from those early indications really you can sort of tell who is who is going to win like. and then so it, there, there usually is a point in every time like, I've sat through this there usually is a point in the night when you kind of know, okay, la, it's how many percent already. You don't need to sit around and wait for whatever SMC or whatever, whatever GRC that is probably a one-sided contest and that kind of thing. La. Oh, so that, that is overall, la, it's not broken out by SMC uh, or GRC? No, no, it is, it is. So, so I'm saying oh, that, it's broken out. I see, that I see. you don't need to wait until the Yamami or whoever is the head of, whoever's in charge of announcing it to walk out mm. and literally announce it because a lot of times they already have numbers for you that already tell you uh, who is going where. La. Unless it's in certain instances, like when Lina Chiam, I think she was contesting uh, for for Potong Basie. I think it was yeah. down to like hundreds of votes, the difference between her and the PAP candidate. La. Oh, man. So that yeah. one, that for that kind of thing, that triggers a recount and then you know, then it takes more time. La. But 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 for, for the most part, from history, la, it's usually very quite one-sided. Yeah, yeah la, but but it'll still be exciting. It'll still be. I mean, it's we all fun, know yeah. it's going to be one-sided, right? We all know it's just how much, how big that one side is, la. Yeah, and, and certain and places in like East Coast, you want to see like yeah, does, will East they, Coast. Yeah, will will <laughs> Hings Weekend be able to get a stronger mandate than before, or does the Nicosia effect, you know, like make make things different? Uh? I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna do it like the Oscars. You know, the most coveted 
or the most that one is at the end because they oh. also want to get their viewership up, right? So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. they're like East Coast is the last fucking one. Most and likely, before that be, will be the, like Sengkang. Yeah, most likely will, the the ones that are very closely contested will be the last few that they announce, like, because they have to do recounts. Or if I if I'm not wrong, those election every party elects uh nominates some election agents to be there to watch the counting, and if mm, they mm, see mm. discrepancies or anything, they can ask for they a recount. recount uh, yeah, and yeah. a recount only makes sense if it's close, lah. Yeah, correct, correct. Oh, that's interesting. So those oh, those, those get exciting uh, when they're close. But uh, Ooh, yeah, 2015 was close. daddy against Nichols. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else to add to our topics today? No, I think we're good, man. We we All have one right. more day, one more day of full campaigning, and then we'll see what happens. Uh. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, if you've got any thoughts or questions, Instagram DM us, uh, uh, or share your thoughts on Reddit. And of yeah. course, if you could share this podcast with one person, please go ahead. Oh, one thing we did ask on Reddit, like, if I just would add, is that uh, we asked, what, what, would people want to see these uh, podcasts full as video, like full yeah. videos on YouTube or something? Because some some people have asked because they're boomer dads or what, don't use Spotify, don't know how to use Spotify. So uh, and then somebody said, why don't you just put on YouTube? I mean, it's not a money issue because honestly, that money from YouTube is really... There's not it's practically like zero la. But mm. if it means more people we you think that we are really gonna reach more people or you rather what like listen to this on YouTube, just let us know uh, so that we have an indication of, of whether it's it's something. Uh. Yeah, we already got one a few responses about uh our question in the last podcast about whether we should have like an intro saying, Hey guys, on today's podcast we talk blah 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 blah. So someone who his comment touched my heart, uh, was saying that, Oh, you know, it works right now, so don't 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 change it. La. Yep, yep. Cool. Keep the status quo. Cool, cool, cool. Don't rock the. Keep, don't rock yeah, the exactly. Sampan. Keep the incumbent. Yeah, the incumbent. <laughs> keep the incumbent intro. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good way to end the podcast, man. Oh. We are open. We are open to having alternative uh, uh, openings. No, uh, because we value diversity of. But it's, but it's only fair. Uh, you kept saying touch your heart, touch your heart. Then you know touch your heart is is a opposition thing. They keep saying touch. Where your heart. I say touch your heart? How many times did I say touch your heart? Just today? now, uh, Just now, as you say, as you touch your Fuck heart. Fuck like, uh, once, then you say always. <laughs> Are you going to pofma me and my touch my heart uh, claim, is it? A, touch your heart, touch des- my heart. Desmond Lim, that's a Desmond Lim thing. Touch Basket. Your heart. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. But vote wi- wisely, guys. Vote wisely. All right. Cool. Peace. Peace.